Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, uh, Sunday, August 8th. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We're happy to have you on the line with us. Um, For those of you who are listening online and listening um, via the web, please make sure if you have a question or a comment for us or for tonight's guest, give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Four three nine nine. Now I'm going to turn it over to my sister Denise. Good evening, everyone, and once again, welcome to Beauty Talk. Uh, thank you guys for joining us each and every week. Um, I will be out on Twitter for a tweet chat, so you can follow us um, by going to or just using the hashtag um, uh, Beauty Talk but our actual Twitter handle is beauty underscore talk. And you can follow the conversation over there, and you can leave questions there as well. Um, I thought I was going to have some news for uh, those of you who love attending IMATS, but as of right now, there's still no uh, new information as to uh, speakers and classes and things like that. But um, just stay tuned to Beauty Talk, and we will give you that information um, as soon as we get it. All right. Well, we'll just jump right into the show since we don't have any beauty news. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with tonight's guest. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 818- 691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. We are back and excited to be talking to tonight's guest, 
We have hairstylist and entrepreneur Chris Lee on the line. I'm going to bring her in so she can introduce herself. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Let's just jump right in. Can you um, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about um, your journey in hair, like how it began, what inspired you to be a hairstylist? Tell us a little bit about where you're from and how all of that came to be. Okay. I'm Chris Lee. I'm a professional hairstylist. I've been a professional for 25 years now and salon owner and owner of Vanity by Chris Lee um, Hair Care Products. Um, my journey began at maybe eight. Um, when I was eight, my grandmother used to teach me to roll her hair at night, and that just it just gave me something that I never knew I needed, and I was just addicted to just doing hair after that. Um, she used to do hair in her home, so she taught me a few styles. I started doing my hair, my friend's hair, their parents' hair, doing their mom's. And um, from that, I went on to high school to study cosmetology. Um, from there, I was licensed. I didn't plan to do it as a career. Um, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, so I was going to school for criminal justice. Um, but I got a job in my senior year at a salon, and I was so inspired. You know, I saw where I fit in in the industry, and I just decided to go for it and, and not go to school. And I, I was actually kind of scared because I knew how my parents felt about, you know, getting a college degree and, you know, getting a job maybe mm-hmm. with the government or something, what they called stable, right? But I'd never right. seen <laughs> anyone have a lifestyle, you know, doing this type of work. So it was like a whole new world when I went in and mm-hmm. I just saw, I could see myself there. And nice. from there... Mm-hmm. um I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you you go ahead. I'm sorry. So from there, um, I started at 18, and I mm-hmm. worked up until maybe five, five, five years ago. Um, I opened my own salon, and so that's that's where I am now. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. Changed since when you first began, and 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 what that you've noticed now. Um, a lot has changed. Um, the way we do things, the opportunities. Um, there are so many more opportunities as a hairstylist. And maybe a lot of these opportunities were always there, but social media lets us see what the opportunities are. Um, and yeah. social media, I mean, it just changed everything completely. It made it a lot easier to connect with people and show people your work. I used to carry around big portfolios to show my work mm-hmm. um, when I did photo shoots and freelance work. You guys, you guys know what that is, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. I would have to carry around these big portfolios of my work, and I don't even have to do anything now except just upload a post, and, you know, now I have five new appointments on my book. Wow. Wow. It's amazing how you things know, have so- changed because, yeah, we've all carried those big books. <laughs> But I'm I'm so glad you mentioned that you know how how you know you were interested in hair from a young age. But I'm so glad you mentioned that you were in college, um, you were studying criminal justice, 
and and it, it's almost like the opportunity presented itself, so you just kind of, you you know, you kind of went with it from there. But I'm glad you mentioned that because there are so many people who, who um, they do have college degrees, and now they're doing something, you know, like something that's, you know, that's considered creative, like hair, makeup, you know, um, fashion design or something. And some people, they kind of feel like, well, I have a college degree. I feel like I should use it. And I always feel like your college degree um, will come in handy at some point, even if you're not working in that field. I feel like there's always something about what you've learned in school, whether it's high school, college, whatever you've learned in life that you can always use in the in the current profession that you're in. So I'm glad to hear that you just, I mean, it wasn't just um, totally cosmetology for you, but it was cosmetology school. It was, it was um, uh, you know, college for you as well. But people can hear that, you know, sometimes people are just going to college just because that's what their parents want them to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's yeah. not necessarily, you know, what's in your heart to do. And it's okay. It's okay to do something else. But if you find yourself going to college, it's okay, too, to still love something creative. It's okay, too. I say get that education and, and, you know, find a way to use it when you get out. Like the two of us, you know, we have accounting degrees. We worked as accountants for, like, 12 years or so before we started doing makeup. But I'm glad I do have that accounting and business degree. I'm really glad that I have it because, it just I'm sure it comes me. in handy. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. yes. <laughs> it's helping now. So it's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if, if that's where you find yourself, then, you know, continue to pursue it, but continue to do what makes you happy. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, I was really, I was really passionate about law because my father studied it and he worked in law enforcement and we would sit at the dinner table and talk about it. I really was passionate about law, but I didn't realize, like, creating is something I have to do to survive. Like, my soul Mm -hmm. has to create, you know what I'm saying? So I Mm -hmm. love that, but it's like this one right here, like the creative part, that keeps me alive. It's so different. Wow. Nice. Well, let me ask you, because you said you've been doing this, I can't remember if it was 20 or 25 years. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 25 years. Uh, 25 years. So you've been doing this for 25 years, and you just opened your own salon in five years. What was the transition like? What was the transition like going from working in a salon for 20 years to now I'm going to be the owner of a salon? What was that like? Um, it it was liberating. Um, it, I felt free, and not that I didn't feel free prior to the salons I worked in in the past. Uh, most of them, I was friends with the owners, and and I kind of saw the operational, um, the the day to day headaches, and I never wanted to mm-hmm. do it. I was fine with just walking away from my station at night, going home, going to sleep. You know, nobody calling me late at night. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's what made me wait so long is because I knew the inside and I would actually help my friends a lot with their stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I had gotten to a place 
where I had to make a decision because I had so many women that were asking for me to mentor them. Um, I got mm-hmm. to a place where I realized that God has given me more than I can do with myself and that I needed to pour into other people. Um, so it was mm-hmm. kind of like I felt convicted from not doing it. Like this is part of your life. You have to do this. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when I did it, I felt like I was being really obedient to God and, you know, and respecting my spirit and being on my path. And once I made the decision, a lot of things in my life started to make more sense. You know, I always talk to people about just trying to stay on your path because things, they get a lot easier that way. You know, they naturally open up for you. So in making that decision, um, a lot of things opened up for me. It was tough because I was pregnant at the same time. Um, and I had a lot of things that I had to have a certain way, um, and not just mm-hmm. aesthetically, but just because I know how operations work, and I mm-hmm. had under I had gotten to understand like there's some things that have to be in place before you can open, you know. And my customer service um, is number one, so there were a lot of things that I had to put in place, like handbooks and rules, and you know different things to just protect me, to protect other people. Um, And so it was a lot of work, but it was one of the best decisions I've ever made for my career. What were some of the challenges that you faced um, just in business for yourself? In business for myself, some of the challenges were just personal things, Um, dealing with so many different personalities and just having to, number one, I'm a very empathic person. So I had to do a lot of Mm -hmm. spiritual things to balance myself from being in contact with so many different people and spirits. Um, The other Mm -hmm. thing is um, as things evolve, um, you have to come up with new sets of rules and you have to do new things to just protect your business. Um, So a lot of the changes, I'm sorry, a lot of the challenges uh, we're just dealing with the public and whatever they were going through at the time. And, you know, I'm like a part-time therapist to my clients, so sometimes things get would get a little <laughs> heavy or hectic or, you know, the expectations would be so high. And I'm like, I'm only the stylist. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I handled it pretty well. I grew into it because I wasn't I wasn't really professional or that nice when I was younger. I had to learn like, oh, uh-huh. the hard way from people, you know, telling me about myself mm-hmm. or not coming back. You know, my money had to get kind of low. And, <laughs> you know, I had to understand, <laughs> like, you got to treat people well, girl. You can't just do their hair and just, you know, kick them out. So I learned over the years. Nice. Well, you know, you mentioned something there. You, you said, you know, you're kind of like a therapist to your clients, and, we feel the same way. You know, working on film and television sets, you have those actors sit in your seat, um, some more well-known than others, but I think we've experienced it with the well-known ones as well as the ones that aren't as well-known. But you've become a therapist for them. You keep secrets, keep their secrets. You know, you hear all of their business. And sometimes it can be too much, and overwhelming. What do you do to kind of release all of that and, and kind of separate yourself from the therapist part of the job? So 
maybe in my early 20s, I actually wanted to stop doing hair because of that because I would feel so heavy when I got home at night. Um, and mm-hmm. my grandmother um, was a bishop, and I would go to her. We were like best friends. I would go to her about everything. And she told me that I needed to pray and ask God to just release me from absorbing every single thing because I was meant to do that work, you know. So I did mm-hmm. a lot of praying and just, um, you know, just trying to understand who I was. And the more I got to understand myself and that I'm, I'm so empathetic, um, I got to understand, mm-hmm. like, how to handle people. So I got to a point where I could just have a conversation. Someone could tell me something was wrong or tell me, like you said, all of their business. Like, I know a lot of things that I don't necessarily want to know, you know. But mm-hmm. um, I've just been blessed to just be able to give a few kind words and just leave it in the chair, you know. But one of the things gotcha. I have to do is I have a therapist myself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I read a lot and I'm consistently like doing self-development. So that's like the biggest thing. The more self-development I do, the more free and in control of my own life I feel. Gotcha. Nice. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, let's talk and then are you able about... to pass that on to, you, to the other stylists in your salon? You know what's funny? Their clients tell them things, but my clients really go in on me. Like, they give me everything. (laughs) I think the other girls, they kind of laugh at some of the conversations or they kind of just, they're like, oh, wow, my client just said this, you know. But I don't think that they absorb it the way I do. You know, I would Mm -hmm. really be trying to figure out how can I give this person a resource. Like, I literally have, like, therapist cards in my drawer. I have books, like, on deck in my phone, like in my iBooks, to refer people to just so I can release it quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But they don't give it to that. I just think certain people attract certain things, and I think that I attract, like, the deeper part of what people, you know, want to say. I think my stylist, right. they do pretty well with it. <laughs> right. So, it's, I mean, it's... I think it's it's meant for you to be there, and it's meant for you to be there for those particular clients. It is. It is. And God's allowed me to go through mm-hmm. enough things that a lot of times I can relate to somebody, whether they're 9 or right. 79, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. One thing I want to talk about little... is how did you – see, this is what we do all the time <laughs> – one thing I want to talk about <laughs> is how did, you, how did you get so great at color? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think I got better at color when I started wearing it. Like once uh-huh. I started, and I didn't start wearing fashion colors until I was in my early 30s. I didn't wear it as a younger girl. I didn't wear fashion colors, but I think my confidence, um, self-confidence, you know, as you get older, um, allowed me to try it out. And once I started trying it on myself, um, I had a couple clients um, that were, like, amused for me, and they would just let me do anything. And I even mm-hmm. tell my stylist now, like, just get a, like get someone that you can release your talent on. Because my average client's not going to walk around with purple or, you know, blue and yeah. green together or anything like that. But I had two friends that were good for it. They would let I would color their hair, 
um, back to back to back. I mean, every visit I was changing their hair color. Um, and then I had wow. to go back and study a little more for the blondes, like the toners and stuff like that. But it really mm-hmm. was just trial and error. Like I made a lot of little weird mistakes, you know, that I should have remembered from school, but you got to be practicing in order to like right. really like get it. Yeah. So I had a right. lot of people that came and got it done. So, you know, I was rolling. I got to do it so many times. It's just repetition. I got to do it so many times that, you know, I've I've mastered it in a couple areas. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just thought, we're well, speaking uh, about that one color you just did was was literally fire. Was what you were, what you called it, and that's literally what it looked thank like. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> That was like Speaking of- that was a lot of fun because she was my she used to be um, a coworker of mine and I used to do her mm-hmm. hair. She's like nobody's colored my hair since 2012. Nobody's cut it since then, and I need you to just change me. And my favorite thing is when they come and they just say, "Just do whatever you want." <laughs> you know, we know what it's we know it's, it's gonna it's gonna be so much fun when they tell me, you know, to just do whatever I want. My clients know if they say that. They're gonna be mm-hmm. really excited at the end. Yeah. Oh nice. Nice. I'll never tell a stylist that. <laughs> <laughs> never. Because <laughs> I know that means that means scissors. <laughs> it does. Um, <laughs> well, since we're on the subject of color, let's talk a little bit about your salon. Um Vanity by Chris Lee, the salon. What services do you offer there? So we offer pretty much every service that you could imagine except for, like, braids and locks and things like that, any type of lock maintenance. Uh, Most of our clients are going to be um, chemical-free, sometimes with the exception of color. They may get color. Um, But most of our clients are coming in for cut, color, and sew-ins, traditional sew-ins. Thank you all. I couldn't. Lost lost me for a second. So basically your typical um, typical services. Is there yes. anything in particular, I, uh, my sister mentioned you being great at color. Is there anything in particular that most clients come there for? The blondes. Most clients are coming Mm -hmm. for the blondes. Um, I have another really amazing colorist, Ashley Green, um, that was trained by my girlfriend. I don't know if you guys guys have met her before, uh, Malika Fraser. So Mm -hmm. we've gotten to, yeah, so we've all gotten to work together before. So we've learned things from each other. And so that's kind of spilled over into, you know, my work and my business. So that's, that's just an extra bonus. But we really get a lot of people wanting blonde. Like I had to set up um, where they can just come in for consultations at any time because we can't, if so many people want blondes, we can't just let them schedule. You know, we got to do the whole evaluation. And, you know, sometimes they have to become a client for a little while first because we know that that's a really um, intense process to get done to your hair, you know. And, uh, and right. I really... Um, yeah. 
I work hard for my reputation and I make sure that everyone's hair is healthy. When you see the pictures on my page, that's how all of my clients look. You know, I'm not just showing you the mm-hmm. best of them. That's how, that's my standard. Like the hair has to look healthy. Mm-hmm. It has to, you know, be something that people are asking, you know, who does your hair? Um, mm-hmm. That's important to me. I don't want them to show up at work and nobody cares, you know? But, right, right. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of, okay, for those who get color, even if it's, even if it's just like a simple, like rinse or something, but talk to me about the importance of um, taking care of your hair when you get color services. What, what are we as clients expected to do when we're at home if we've, if we've had a color service? So most of the time, um, one of the biggest things, one of the most important things is that when you have a color service done, that your hair is extremely healthy to begin with because it's going to bring it down about 20%. You know, if your hair is at 100%, it's going to bring it down about to 80%, you know, as far as the um, integrity of the hair, right? So what we want to do is start with a really healthy head of hair. A lot of times I see clients come in and they were not ready for color and someone gave them color. That makes it hard as a client to do anything about it because they've already compromised their hair so much that you can't really work with it, right? So one of my things that I do and and why consultations are important is that I insist that we start with the healthiest head of hair. And then when I do that, I just make sure that they know how to maybe wrap their hair up at night. Uh, We try to give them styles where they're not having to press it at home. Most of the time, if you just went home and you did nothing, your hair would be fine. So I'm just trying to usually convince people not to make it worse. Like, don't blow dry your hair really hard. Don't, you know, press your hair, flat iron it a lot, do things like that. And for um, the clients that go between wash and go, leave conditioner in your hair, like heavy amounts of conditioner in your hair. Because the wash and goes, a lot of people don't realize, dry your hair out probably just as much as Mm -hmm. pressing on it sometimes. Um, so really it's just about not over-processing and manipulating your hair um, after you have color. Just the least amount of things you have to do to manipulate your hair, the better it will be. But mm-hmm. I also explain to clients you have to be under a stylist's care. It's no different than, you know, seeing a doctor if you're a, something in your body's compromised. You know what I'm saying? Because we can mm-hmm. take a look at it and say, you know what, it's getting kind of dry. Let's get a treatment on there. So it doesn't go too far, so it doesn't break. Right. Right. So like monthly visits even, like you don't have to go every week or anything, but just check in, you know, and just make sure it's not drying out too much. If you're not, you know, like someone that's going to go often, you don't have to, but you do need to be under Mm -hmm. someone's care where they can check it out and just correct it before it goes too far. Right. Well, speaking of speaking of that, what were your clients saying to you, and what were you telling your clients during the pandemic when everything shut down? Um, everything shut down. They couldn't get to you. You couldn't service them. Was it was it anything you were reaching out to your clients and saying? Because I think for for me, one of the first things I was thinking was okay, I'm not going to be able to get my hair done. What am I going to do? I went and I got braids. 
you know, trying to come up with something to hold off for me, I'll be honest with you, having to do my hair a lot. So, you know, after the braid situation, then that's when I was shampooing my hair, you know, every week and just, you know, didn't have to go anywhere, so didn't have to really do anything fancy or, you know, come up with create a style or anything like that. Um, You know, I only just had to fix up when it was time to get on a Zoom or something. But what were you telling your clients? Because I would I love to that say that I had where... something great. Mm-hmm. I was sorry, go ahead. It was at the point. No, I was just saying I think that was where I was at the point where, you know, when you talked about um, the moisture um, and that kind of thing, I think that I was beginning to experience the lack of moisture, um, you know, in the areas, you know, because I just only – have like I will just only use a rinse like just to cover those grays coming in, um, yeah. and that's where I was actually having my problems during that time. So I would love to say that I had something great to tell my clients, but I was like mm-hmm. fresh out of every bit of knowledge that I've worked for all these years. <laughs> so most of my clients mm-hmm. that had questions. I had to send to friends because my my mind was so consumed with I had I was mm-hmm. responsible for a full staff of people, you know. So I was mm-hmm. more worried about my stylist and how they were going to handle things. I knew a lot of my clients had been with me since a very young age, um, and I mm-hmm. felt like they were going to be okay. Not not a lot of my clients really asked me what to do. They just didn't want to touch their hair. You know, but if people had questions, I had friends that were doing care packages, so I'd just send them to a friend, you know, somebody that could put together a box of, like, you know, conditioners or mousse or whatever they were going to need. But I was really focused on me, my children, and my staff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I couldn't even see past that. I was like, what did he go? Because remember, my business is based off of, you know, me supporting them, like, that's that's why I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Right. 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 Wow. So what kind of changes did you have to put in place? A lot. Uh, an overwhelming amount of changes to where I had to consider mm-hmm. if I really wanted to open back up. Um, some wow. of the things that they asked us to do just seemed impossible because we mm-hmm. are – working physically with people, you know, it was it was kind of hard not said, to do the things. When you say that they actually do, you talking about the state of Maryland? Yeah, the state, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The state. So when they sent out from state the state board um, new requirements, it felt virtually impossible to be as welcoming as we've always been, you know, to make – you know, people feel comfortable coming in. That they, it, to me, all I could imagine was coming in with a hazmat suit and touching people with a ten foot pole. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous right. what they wanted us to do. I just felt like, well, maybe we're not ready to open. And I actually did wait an extra two weeks because my stylists were afraid. You know, we couldn't understand like how they could put all these things in place that weren't really doable. You know, so we had to make mm-hmm. a lot of changes with that. Um, one of the um, 
the structure the structure of my business had to change. One of the changes with that was I had to run my business more like a retail store, um, and not mm-hmm. so much like just a salon because it has to be supported by something else because a lot of stylists, um, they weren't sure about coming back to work. They weren't sure what their clientele was going to do or if they felt the same about, you know, being in contact with people that way. Right. It was a scary situation. Um, it was. It still is. So I can, of, I can, it's not as scary yeah. as it was. Yeah. Because, you know, because everyone now has kind of, they have a plan, and, and they were able to work their plan. So you kind of have an idea of how things would, you know, would go. Um, so you had to treat your business sort of like a retail store. I do know that you have um, your products, your product line. Um, tell us a little bit about yeah. the products that you offer and what they're used for, um, and then we'll get a little bit into, um, you know, the, the styling. Okay. So I have six finishing products. Um, I have a shine spray, um, which is your traditional, you know, shine that you, you finish with um, after styling. Um, a shine serum that's really good for more maybe short hair because it's a little heavier or really dry hair. It goes um, well on the ends. It helps to seal the ends a little bit. A dry shampoo, which is like one of my personal favorites because with my schedule, I can't always shampoo my hair and I don't want to show up looking greasy, you know, and then they're like, oh, that's her. You know what I mean? So I like to use that because that puts me back together. It smells really good. Um, and it really, it cleans your hair. Um, I have mm-hmm. a spritz, which is a traditional, like, medium hold spritz that you would use, um, maybe mostly on short hair or some of those, like, those beachy ways that I do. I have to use a spritz to, to give it a nice crisp hold that's not hard. Um, the blowout mm-hmm. serum, that one has keratin in it. It's perfect for people that tend to have a lot of swelling in their hair because the keratin fills the hair and locks out moisture. So you just put like a little bit before you blow dry, and you can put a little bit also before you flat iron. Um, the last one is an edge primer, which is like you can put it on your edges, but also like your whole ponytail when you pull it up. And it's more of like a natural um, edge control. It's not like that really slick one. A lot of my clients like for their edges to look like they're naturally laying like that but it's Uh perfect for ponytails because you can just pull it all the way back. And a lot of things you use on your edges, you can't use on your hair. Hair. So this one, it it does both, yeah. Nice. 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 Do you think you'll ever ever branch out and do, like, shampoos and conditioners, or are you going to continue to go with the finishing products? Definitely. I've been working on shampoos and conditioners for a couple of years now. And the challenge is I love so many of them, and I actually use them um, on my back bar. But I got to narrow them down, you know, for clients to be able to to choose because when you have too many selections, people get kind of confused. But it's it's been a challenge with, like, narrowing it down to what I think are going to be the best maybe three you know, with the matching conditioners, mm-hmm. but I currently use the shampoos. Um, I just, I'm not retailing them yet, but I will be retailing them soon. 
Gotcha. Nice. Gotcha. What what inspired you to even create the line of finishing products? Why why did you go the retail route? I've always been such a hands-on stylist. I tell my clients, you know, how to wrap their hair at night. I give demos about how to pin curl and, you know, what type of scarf you should use, what products to get. And I was really just tired of telling people to go to Target, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why mm-hmm. are you sending people to Target? Why don't I just already have it, you know. So it, it was right. that. And then I'm just really passionate, again, about creating. I'm like, I can create this. You know, I know what right. it has to do. I know what it has to feel like. So that was actually a lot of fun for me, you know, doing all the testing and, you know, having some of my friends test it out. And my favorite part was probably um, like the branding part, you know, choosing packaging uh-huh. and, you know, going through different fonts and, you know, really creating mm-hmm. the brand. Like I had to create the brand myself. Um, I know a lot of people have inquired and asked, who did it? It was me. <laughs> right. So, and it, it took me two years. It took two years. If I showed you my first logos, you would just die laughing. They were so ugly and <laughs> colorful. And <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I mean, I think all of us business owners have kind of gone through a little bit of that. Um until we actually find, um, and I like I like how you branded your product. I love the look of everything. It's really nice. Um, tell us a little bit about the Vanity Lux Life. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. So the Vanity Lux okay. Life is just. It, so there's clothing, and I'm not doing as much clothing as I was doing. I'm doing, like, more merchandise, like the T-shirts and hoodies and sweatpants mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but it's just really promoting uh, lifestyle. And um, I really like to focus on, you know, the inside first, you know, taking care of the inside first. Mm-hmm. And so I prefer a lot of the more comfortable pieces. For myself, I like to be comfortable, but I still like to look, you know, like I got dressed. So, um, you know, along with the hairstyles and things like that, a lot of women were coming to get dressed, you know, for parties, or sometimes I'd even find custom pieces um, for birthdays and things like that. But it's just really about making women feel good or just showing them how to figure out what's for them, and then they can kind of take it from there. But it's just really the whole thing is just, really about women feeling better and figuring it out. I have a lot of women that come and say, oh, my goodness, my husband, he compliments my hair. He's never even looked at my hair, you know. And so that makes mm-hmm. me excited. So now we have, like, a, a baseline. You know, we know we got to keep that in order. And then sometimes, you know, they'll come in and they'll try on clothes that they would never try. You know, it's like I would never try something that's revealing, but I want to wear it, you know, and they'll put it on and, you know, we'll all kind of, you know, tell them how to wear it and stuff like that. And that's always fun, you know. And then you get to see them at their birthday party and they're really sexy lace because everything is lace and sheer. Um, but it's just it's just helping women and celebrating women and helping us 
stay excited about who we are and remembering who we are, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So wait a minute. Speaking of the lace, isn't that a part of your um Maybe I'm maybe I'm not looking at it right, but isn't that a part of your packaging? I have sheer inside of my packaging. Um, I used to have lace and croc inside of my packaging, but I have sheer inside of my packaging. Okay. Gotcha. So gotcha. Chris, I'm getting a question. I'm getting a question from a listener. She wanted to know if you had anything for locks. So one of my girlfriends, um, I just styled her hair, and she loved the edge primer because yeah. um, she has, like, she has sister locks. So the edge primer works really good if you want to, like, lay your edges between getting your hair retwisted with the locks. It's mm-hmm. good for that. And the shine spray, the shine spray and the shine serum is good for that, too, because with the locks, you know, we want to keep those as shiny, you know, and neat looking as possible. So those two products, those three products, um, I would recommend mm-hmm. for the lock. So that was that was the edge? I actually just did edge. a, uh, I don't know if you saw a locks extension. Um, I have to, I'll put it back up tonight. Oh, no. So okay. you said the, 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 the edge... Um, product, the edge, the, um, say the three products again one more time. Yeah, so it's the edge primer. That'll be good mm-hmm. to put on the edges. The serum, which is going to be almost like a silicone kind of feeling um, shine, mm-hmm. and there's the shine spray. Gotcha. Gotcha. So those work well on locks as well. They work very well on locks. Nice. What inspires you? So many things. Um, Just anything. Like I find inspiration in a lot of everyday things. Like I can go visit a new restaurant, a new hotel, just, just anything that's artistic. Mm-hmm. You know, everything. I get inspiration from so many things. Like um, last year I did a shoot, and it was, like, chess-related because I'd watched um, The Queen's Gambit, and I did a whole shoot because of that movie. You know, it was about a, mm-hmm. a chess player, um, a young lady, and she just became a star, and she was winning tournaments and stuff around the world, and everything, every single thing inspires me. I take a lot of notes and write a lot of things down, and I'm like, oh, I should do a shoot based off of this, or I should do a style based off of this. Um, My girlfriend got married last weekend, and I was looking at all the ponytails we did. Me and the girls, me and my staff, we did the ponytails. And I was talking to my daughter afterwards, and I said, hey, we should just do one long ponytail full of baby's breath for no reason. And she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) we should just make a style that just has a bunch of flowers in it so we're going to go to Michael's this weekend Um, look out for it because we're going to do it soon but everything inspires me (laughs) let me ask you about the ponytail why is that so popular now 
it's such a low maintenance thing and it's so sexy. It, it just makes you feel mm-hmm. so girly to pull it to the side and, you know, but you don't mm-hmm. really go anywhere worrying about your hair swelling up or, you know, a hair out right. of place or anything like that. It's just, you get to be free. Like my clients are going on vacation with those ponytails, you know, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're getting so many compliments and it gets me so excited because, you know, that's always the goal you know, to get those compliments. Mm-hmm. That's why they, you know, visit like they do. But um, the ponytail is just a really sexy feeling style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you about the ponytail. Now, I know these ponytails that we're talking about right now, you know, you're, you know, you're adding hair, that kind of thing. But I used to always hear when I was younger growing up um, from from hairstylists, not to wear your hair in a ponytail, you know, so much. What, what so was here, it? I'm trying have... to figure out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a thing. So I think what I used to see, I used to see breakage around that part because people would put rubber bands mm-hmm. and things on their hair. I think people gotcha. know to wear, like, a scrunchie or hair tie or something that's not pulling because if you put a rubber band on your hair for your ponytail, you're going to break it off. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, I have a couple clients that I have to be on top of them about what they're using to pull their hair for the ponytail because some of them will break their hair from pulling it up. But we're using, um, you know, things that aren't breaking the hair in order to secure it. So that's what it, that's what it was. I think gotcha. it was a rubber band thing. Gotcha. Like, don't take your boyfriend's gotcha. rubber bands and put them on your hair. Like, go to Target, get you some goody <laughs> little um, hair ties and stuff. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so basically, you're saying so. There's no problem. So basically, you're saying there's no problem wearing ponytails if you're using hair ties for most people. Now, I do have a couple of clients that wear the wet look, and because mm-hmm. the hair's already like they wear the wet look and then they put it in a ponytail because the hair's mm-hmm. already kind of like tied and tangled up, when they put that ponytail holder on top of that, it does break it off. I think the ponytails mm-hmm. are, they do well on hair that's pressed out, you know, that's already mm-hmm. straight, so you're not putting a whole bunch of tension. But my clients that wear the wet look and then do the ponytail with the wet or the dry version of it, it does break it off. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't recommend putting a ponytail on it that way. I do have a couple of them that do like the, like brush it back into a ponytail and while it's still wet, maybe put the scrunchie Mm -hmm. on, but maybe you need to like wind it twice and not three times or something like that. But um, that's the only thing that I still see because I used to see Mm -hmm. it, you know, years ago when people weren't using the right thing, but I do still see it, you know, on certain hair types that get really tangled. Mm -hmm. But that's it. If you had to make five suggestions or give five tips um, for maintaining healthy hair, what would it be? Or as many um, as number one would be to, have to be five. I'd say five. So the first one I would say is um, not to use harsh shampoos because shampoos can be like detergent sometimes. Um, I only shampoo my hair one time, maybe twice when I shampoo. 
because the shampoo dries it out. I think um, if you're going to do maybe like shampooing your hair a lot, do co-washing, like using a conditioner to shampoo your hair so it doesn't dry it out. Um, a lot of what we need is going to start at the bowl. So um, mm-hmm. properly shampooing and not overly drying your hair. Um, two, just recognizing that when it's drying out, when it, if it is drying out, that you need to use some extra conditioners. Your hair needs a little extra attention, you know, just like anything else. Um, three, I would say um, make sure that you're properly detangling before you're going to dry it or blow dry it because I've seen people rip their hair out with the blow dryer, you know, just trying to get it straight. They're so hard on it. And I always tell my assistants, you have to treat someone's hair like silk. You know, it's mm-hmm. very delicate. You can't snatch people's hair. I don't care what texture it is. I don't care how thick it is. You can't snatch people's hair. So, you know, if you're going to blow mm-hmm. dry your own hair, just don't be so hard on your hair. You know, sometimes um, some of my clients with a lot of hair, they don't think it's a big deal. They're like, whatever, I'm just going to, you know, go through it. I have tough hair. Like, no one has tough hair. Like, hair is fragile. Um, for... I'd probably say just know how much um, oils or aftercare your hair needs because some people need additional oils um, throughout the week and some people just don't need any. So if you know that, you can keep your hair properly oiled um, on top of being properly moisturized. And then five, I would Mm -hmm. just say, don't go over your hair too many times. Like flat ironing daily is way too much. Um, I know some of us in this heat feel like we have to do it, but anything after everything is done and you're continuing to like press on top of that same hair, um, it's going to give you some issues. And along with that, the sun, direct sunlight is included in that. I've had clients go to other countries where it's super hot and get sunburn on their hair. Their hair literally burns and breaks off like a flat iron was on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people burn their color from sitting in direct sunlight. So I know a lot of times, you know, people feel like, well, I'm just not going to do anything to my hair. I'll just, you know, go on my vacation. But you need to wear hats a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You can't go to, you know, some mm-hmm. of these tropical places and just sit in the sun. Because the same way that your skin gets sunburned, your hair gets sunburned too. Do you know of a product or do you know of a product that your clients could use to help with that, with the sitting in the sun? I mean, you know, if they don't have hats. Sure. So I used to have a product that was a a leave-in conditioner, and we used that a lot Mm -hmm. of times for, like, girls that played sports, and they could spray it on before they go swimming. They could spray it on before they go out in the sun. Um, and we're mm-hmm. actually redeveloping that right now. So that'll be back out pretty soon. I'm thinking maybe like in a couple months. But um, that gotcha. was a good product. We called it a sport product because I had a lot of young girls that played competitive sports. So it was good right. for just protecting the hair until you have to go shampoo your hair again. Uh-huh. And that was a, nice. that's a leave-in conditioner. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look, we're going to be looking out for that one. <laughs> okay. I'll make sure you're the first to know when it comes back. Yes, please. Is there anything that um, 
you desire to do in your career that you haven't done yet? Mm, that's a good question. Um, Maybe that would be opening multiple locations. Mm-hmm. I do want to get back to traveling more. Um, I, I feel like when Don't I first met you guys on social media, I was I was traveling a lot more for work. So um, I want to get back to that. But I think it may be opening more locations and maybe doing something in another country as well. Mm-hmm. Like. Like maybe having a location in another country, or or being more yeah, like um, providing your services more in another country. I would want a location because I've provided my nice. services before in another country, and it just made me want more. <laughs> so gotcha. I know I would mm-hmm. want a location. Is there a country gotcha. that you have in mind? I loved London. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. London. Um, so that was one of the places. And a couple of days ago, I talked to one of my close girlfriends about Dubai um, because she wants mm. to open a business there. So we were talking about that. I've never been, but, you know, when we were talking about it, I was like, maybe we can do something together. So, yeah. Nice. And, and, I mean, I know you're redeveloping the, we'll call it the sport product, but um, – is there anything else in your line that um, you're thinking about? I mean, and I know you don't have to tell us the products or anything like that, but do you plan on expanding your line? I do plan on expanding. Um, there was a curl product I was working on, too, um, just to help pull the curls together to make that perfect curl. Because you know how sometimes with bushy mm-hmm. hair, you just want your curls to separate into single curls? Um, so mm-hmm. there is a curl product that I was working on as well um, that hopefully, you know, I'll be able to get that done sooner than later. But um, I just I think having a full line is going to be in my best interest. It's just picking uh-huh. the things that are a real extension of me and what I provide. You know what I'm saying? And it sounds like you're <clears throat> it sounds like you're taking your time with. Um, coming out with your products. You know, sometimes you see people, they throw they they throw out a bunch of products at one time and then there's nowhere to go from there, you know, but it sounds like you're, what you're doing is thought out and you're, sounds like you're considering um, the people that you provide services to, you know, and what their needs are um, and exactly, and you're also thinking about the direction that you're trying to go in. So, I think it's um I think it's a good thing, you know, um not being in a rush to put out products but to kind of consider other factors before just putting yeah, it out. It's important because, because I you know, use a lot of amazing products. You know, I always mm-hmm. use some wonderful products. So it's like how do I, you know, with integrity bring something out mm-hmm. that's really not better than a few other things. You know what I mean? Like you got to be, right. you got to have something where you, you got to be able to explain why they need this and not that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think that yeah. that uh, mindset separates 
you know, some stylists from others, you know, like you said, you know, with integrity and, um, you know, because it shows that you care about what you're offering. So I think, I think it's good. So can't wait to see what you do um, with your line. Is there anything that you would like to share with our listening audience that we did not talk about tonight? No, I think we covered everything that I could think of. Well, we just want you to promote yourself, um, shout out your salon, the address, where you are on social media, anything you want anybody to know. Website, your product. Okay. So my website is com. You can purchase your products there. You can purchase your merchandise, your sweatshirts and things like that, and T-shirts. And you can also make your appointments from that link as well. And we are at we are in Owens Mills, Maryland, which is Baltimore. Um, it is Baltimore County. And we are at 9121 Rice's Town Road, Owens Mills. And um, hopefully our new location is coming soon. Um yeah. And we're looking forward to hearing from everyone. My Instagram is bychrisley.co. And from there, you can get the links because I have a few pages. From there, that's my main page. You can um, click the bio for the links for the other pages. We also have a salon page, uh, vanity underscore bychrisley.co. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting some new followers and connecting with some new women. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, thank you so much. But I have one more question um, before you leave, and that's what's your definition of beauty? My definition of beauty is I like things that are aesthetically pleasing, but I like things that are not necessarily traditional, traditional beauty. I like things that are a little bit imperfect, um, that not necessarily everyone else likes or everyone else finds beauty in. I like things that are a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I do, like, the, the color that I do. When I do my um, placement for my color, I do it kind of, you know, it's not balanced looking. Like, it's usually heavier. If you look at a lot of my work, a lot of my color is heavier on one side. Um that's aesthetically pleasing to me um, when it comes to, like, clothing and things like that and beauty or makeup or anything like that. Um, I like things to be clean looking, but I like a twist, like something that's very interesting that maybe you can't stop looking at. You know what I mean? Right, um, so right. beauty to me, it just has something real. It's, it's whatever has something really special or unique about it, not necessarily traditional beauty, you know, even in, in people's features, you know, like, I like things that are not typically, you know, the thing that people will call beautiful. Right. Nice. Well, thank you, Ms. Chris Lee. We greatly appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank and sharing you. your Thanks story. Absolutely. So keep in touch. Let us know what you're doing, what you have going on. We're looking forward to these new products and hopefully one day in the near future 
this new location. Um, so keep us posted to what's going on in your life. Okay, thank you. Absolutely. Awesome. Have a wonderful evening. You do the same. All right. Good night. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight with us. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you again um, to Miss Chris Lee for spending this hour with us tonight. We greatly appreciate her. Um, she um, has a wonderful story. She's been doing this for 25 years. Um, she sounds like a baby, like she's really, really young. <laughs> Um, but she's been doing this for 25 years, and she's been owning her salon in Owings Mills for five years. But just listening to her speak, you would have thought that she was a salon owner much longer than that. Um, but we thank her for sharing her story. We greatly appreciate it. Um, and we greatly appreciate you guys tuning in with us tonight. So thank you for being here as well. Um, thank you for those who will listen to tonight's show on the playback. Thank you for those who will share it. We greatly appreciate that as well. Um, and that's it for us tonight. So um, make sure you guys stay tuned to our social media pages where you can find out who our guests will be for next week. And, Denise, you can tell them where they can follow us. You can follow us on Facebook. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio. On Twitter, we're beauty underscore talkgram. We're beauty underscore talk underscore media. And you can follow Denise and I both uh, simply by our names. I'm Denise Tunnell. That's D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And Janice Tunnell, J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right. Thank you so very much um, for tuning in, and we will see you, oh, not see you, but <laughs> we will speak with you guys again next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Have a wonderful evening, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.